Hello friends, welcome to episode 76 of Beyond the News. It's Friday, February the 18th. I'm your host Jim Grant. Coming up on today's shows, Prince Harry's been telling everyone we need to get an AIDS test. We'll look a little bit more into that. Antibodies for those that have had the COVID tend to be better against future protection than the vaccine. We've got a study talking about that. An interview with Jacinda Ahern, I think I've got her name correctly, the um, Prime Minister of New Zealand. We've got about 14 seconds of what she says there. Your smart meter could cost you more. Uh, COVID, the, um, you know, the data I've been talking about um, on this show numerous times about vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Can't believe the NHS was sort of giving it away. Well, we've got an article from Glasgow saying in Scotland they're not going to do that because it could be used by anti-vaxxers. The truth used by anti-vaxxers. I know. Terrible people. And that and a lot, lot more coming up on <coughs> today's show of Beyond the News. So let's start with that here. 17th of February, Glasgow Times. COVID data will not be published over concerns it's misrepresented by anti-vaxxers. This is by Lauren Brownlee. So Public Health Scotland will stop publishing data on COVID deaths and hospitalisation by vaccination status over concerns it is misrepresented by anti-vax campaigners. So I imagine they're referring to shows like mine, obviously a lot bigger than mine. (laughs) We're a small niche market down here on the south coast. But I understand we've got quite a few listeners in the States and Canada now as well, judging by the Telegram group. So anyway, we've been talking about, you know, look, less on the unvaccinated column, more on the vaccinated column. The average vaccination up rate, it was about 60%, so you'd expect it to be sort of skewed, but we applied the 60-40 rule down the columns, and it looks... I'm really glad I didn't take that jab, put it that way. So, there you go. Look, look, we're publishing the truthful data, and the truthful data seems to be being used by the anti-vax campaigners. I, I can't imagine why, given that there are more deaths in the vaccinated and unvaccinated column, even over and above the 60-40 ratio for many of our columns. Not all though, I would like to point out, uh, not all on the hospitalisation and death rate. There is a small, I've actually been, I I would consider myself not anti-vax but pro-truth, pro-reality, pro-science. So I've been talking about the fact that the vax looks like it did lower the hospitalisation rate for some age groups. So I, I pointed out that it might be good on a couple of occasions, but generally not so much. And uh, imagine that. Right, we can't have the bad points being talked about, only the good. So there you go, Public Health Scotland. Stop giving them the truth. The truth makes the jab rollout look bad. (laughs) That's where we are. So the Public Health Watchdog announced the change in policy in its most recent COVID statistical report, saying the frequency and context of the data would be reviewed. Instead, officials will focus on publishing more robust and complex vaccine effectiveness data. (laughs) Right, the simple data where it says more dead in the vaccinated than the unvaccinated column. Skip that one. We need to bring in some Tony Blair. Bring some Tony Blair spin to this and then release it. So PHS officials said significant concerns about the data being misused deliberately by anti-vaccination campaigners is behind the move. Now, if the anti-vaxxers are doing a Photoshop on that to make the numbers look even bad, that, that's that's awful. But that's 
I wouldn't even know if that's a crime, would it? It wouldn't be a crime if you said it was a Photoshop, but if you miss I don't know where, where the law would lie on that. But failing, if they're not like changing the actual data or um, Photoshopping it, uh, this is a massive PR own goal then, isn't it really? There, there are people that can go, what? The, you want us, what? I thought we were following the science. Science is all about data. Well, how can we follow the science if we don't follow the data? Well, oh, we're not going to follow the simple data anymore. It's going to be a complex version that you give, which gives the opposite version of the original data. Okay. Oh, man. This is going to be another own goal for the, uh, the Provax uh, department. Honestly, I know that there are some what you would call anti-vax people and militant types and I'm, I'm, I'm very much a moderate and I, everyone can choose it that's why when the nurse changed the shots for salines I decried her and said you shouldn't do that if people want the vax you should give it to them I'm very much a moderate and this looks really bad this looks like spin over science mm. and I do wonder if in years down the line Articles like this are going to be read out in some sort of crimes against humanity tribunal trial kind of thing. And I'm not saying that's going to happen next week. I'm not even going to say it ha happens at all. But I do wonder if something like this, because you can always forgive people for the first few months of a mistake. Um, but when you do things like this, where you go, the data looks bad, change the data or at least change the data in the way it's represented to make it look the opposite answer. That's bad. So the report published on Wednesday will be the last weekly publication to include the data on infection rates among the vaccinated and unvaccinated. It also includes hospitalisation and death rates broken down by the number of doses received. Yep, that sounds exactly like the sort of thing I was reading out. Officials said two issues relating... It makes me want to read out the latest one, actually. I'll go dig that up, I think. Officials said two issues relating to the unvaccinated population and testing habits meant the data was no longer robust and open for misinterpretation without context. We can't have these people making up their own minds. Have you seen the GCSE maths pass rate in Scotland? We can't let them use their own intelligence. No, no, no. This is such an insult to the Scottish people. The population data used for unvaccinated population is based on GP registration details, meaning it includes people who are registered but may not live in Scotland. Okay. As the vaccinated population grows, this flaw in the data becomes more pronounced due to the true number of unvaccinated people being much lower than the number used. Right. So, there's more, even though the booster rate is having to be pulled because it's got an all-time low uptake well I say all-time it's only been offered the once isn't it you know what I mean it's plummeting the rate for it's plummeting compared with the original two jabs so even there they're they're in that situation the excuse for changing the data is so many people are taking it right so one PHS PHS official said focusing on vaccine effectiveness rather than the existing very simple statistics would result in much more robust data for the public. There's an Orwellian thing. <laughs> we, rather than focusing on the very simple statistics, we need to look 
of basically who took the jab and who died and who didn't, we need to look at all the other things instead of the simplistic things. Well, simultaneously, what did they say? Um, so, because it could be misinterpreted. We need to use longer, more robust data rather than the simple things. Because that, I suppose that, yeah, you, the more data you have, the better it is. You know, knowing a little tiny bit about statistics, that is true. But, you know, when it comes, right, that's what people want to know. Did they die of COVID? Yes or no? Did they have the jab? Yes or no? That's the data what we really need to move forward on whether we want to get a jab. And I suppose you could include the let's look at the hospitalization rates of those that were jabbed and unjabbed because i'm not just worried about death but i'm worried about you know how severe this is so that can factor in the decision as well uh, and that's down the simple end and that's what needs to go apparently so this will be another this this will be another wake-up call for those that still are taking the booster when they suddenly look at the day and if there's people on facebook look all the data's changed Oh man, this is an article to save. Yes, it was changed. <laughs> yes, it was always going to be that way. Um, and the people who changed it were actually concerned and specified that it was being used by the anti-vaxxers. So what did you think it was going to change to, given who it was changed by? Oh, I've spent enough time on that. Now let's listen to uh, Prime Minister of New Zealand. Um, this video was uploaded on February the 10th, but who knows when it was filmed. So you basically said this is going to be like, well, it's almost like, uh, you probably don't see it like this, the two different classes of people, if you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated... That is what it is, so, yep, yep. There you go. Two different classes of people, that is exactly what it is. Also worth bearing in mind, I do believe she went to the same sort of politics school as Justin Trudeau, run by Mr Klaus Schwab. But do look that up for yourself and go further into that if you like. Speaking of the uh, the tyrant, I'm going to try and find a Bill Maher clip. I don't know if I'm allowed to play something like that, but I, I can probably find an article and read out what he said. And uh, where he compared Trudeau to Hitler over the exact phrase that I had a problem with. Uh, was it a week or two ago that I pointed out? They have unacceptable beliefs. That that was the exact phrase that made my ears go, Ah, uh-oh, you got proper tyranny there. These peaceful protesters have unacceptable beliefs. Imagine, <laughs> imagine putting some of Trudeau's quotes where he says he admires China because they're basically a dictatorship. <laughs> you can find that easily enough. Imagine putting all of these quotes in like some of the worst people of history and um, asking people, you know, Trudeau or Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot. You, you're, you could do like a family fortune versions of it, couldn't you? Our survey said Hitler. The answer is Justin Trudeau. You win television. But you could have won the bolt. I don't know, I don't watch this stuff, but I'm probably going back to my old bullseye days with uh, Jim Bowen. In the bully, in the bully. 
So uh, there's always that that choke on goes around on Facebook that's always about why <laughs> most of the people that go on bullseye come from council estates. So what do they need a speedboat for? Now, I'm not making the taking the fun out of people in council. I'm just saying that that's the sort of joke of uh, the meme on thing. And I'm trying to fucking think of a joke to try and keep this stuff a little bit light-hearted. I will from time to time. Like I did last week with the Jehovah's Witnesses, I'd like to always point out that trying to be what I am in my heart these days is someone that's just trying to be nice to everyone as a sort of default setting. And uh, But obviously don't be a mug because there are going to be people in the world that uh, don't deserve that. And um, if you continue to be nice to people that aren't nice to you, you're going to be a mug. So it's like, be nice without being a mug. That's what I try and do. And that sort of has conflicts with the very essence of being a comedian, really. Because when you think about it, pretty much all comedy has a victim since the times of comedy dell'arte. You know, laughter is a sign of sadism, usually. Some, um, you know, comedians will go on there and they'll do... A comedian won't go on there and do a routine about how wonderful his life is. They do a one routine about how terrible their life is. So the audience and the the audience that's uh, that's um, and of course there's other things and different forms of comedy and all that kind of stuff. But I just want people to understand the sadistic element of comedy. And so, please bear that in mind when I'm trying to do this unrehearsed, and I might float off the old uh, joke. I mean, no offence to uh, anyone at all. I've got no apart from like you know the the new world order and corrupt politician types. But I also like to point out that there's this is the beginner's guide to the New World Order here. And I recommend that you go further down the rabbit hole than this show. And But going back to the idea of humour and sadism things, you're entering into a consensual contract where the audience are saying, ah, oh, this comedian is being paid to tell us how bad his life is and make us happy about it. And that paying him makes us happy. So it's a symbiotic happiness uplifting relationship. But don't forget the elements of, of sadism in there. And that's human nature, you know, all the way down to someone slipping on a banana skin. You know, that classic gag. Or um, or even when we fart, we fart and we think someone's going to have to smell that now. You know, it is a sadistic element to a lot of humour. So just bear that in mind. It's the, So it's the nature of the beast, I think. And um, that that uh, that would probably why be why my opinion that uh, that the a lot of good and I don't want to generalise everyone with this brush at all. I'm just saying as as a generalisation and it, that fits to a lot, but not all by any means. I think that's why the some of the good comedians go a bit mad because the comedy comes from being quite hateful and when you're quite hateful you don't tend to be happy so that may be why a lot of comedians not all but some over the years have had problems with depression so for example so i don't because um i'll just fl throw the jokes out because there's no uh no malice in my heart to anyone. I'm not saying there's any malice in anyone's of the comedians' hearts when they throw anything out, but I'm just saying no one, no Jehovah's Witnesses have complained. No one sent me an email to be on the news at protonmail.com to say we hated the Jehovah's Witness joke you made. 
but sometimes during the week I can reflect on some of the things I say because I don't script this and I think oh you know Jehovah's Witnesses have never done me any harm and I just wanted to say that it's just a joke and um, and for th that joke and all future jokes I'm, I've got no malice towards anyone I don't have any more malice towards the New World Order I, I just want them gone but there's no malice here so anyway we were talking about Arden and Schwab and Trudeau and other such things which will now bring us on to our Metro article this is Tuesday the 15th of February we're taking a look at the trucker convoy now we started to have a look at that I recorded a cruise apocalypse TV episode with Craig Campbell on Monday on Valentine's Day and we talked about a lot of that then but since then this has broken a, a day after that so we Ottawa police chief resigns as Canada truckers keep protesting Covid rules I think that's pretty self-explanatory there um, he's receiving harsh criticism of departments handling the Covid-19 protests that have occur occupied parts of Canada's capital city for the past three weeks uh, critics say that slowly and other police officers were not aggressive enough in their response to the protest against anti uh, against COVID-19 vaccine mandates. You, again, you've got, just got to look at the situation here. You've got a side of people who are saying, we don't want to be forced to take anything into our body in order to earn a living. And those that say, yes, you do have to be injected with chemicals in order to earn a living. And, you know, sooner or later, the greater population will always side with... Because it's one thing to wear a mask, it's a, but it's another thing. Oh, what? Being forced to be injected with something. And I think even if you're pro-vax, you start to think, do I want to give the government the right because you know this is never going to go away. So that any emergency, they say, oh, you have to be injected with this chemical now. I think even pro-vax people go, I think it's good to have the choice. And and also, they wouldn't have any anti-vaxxers to take the piss out of anymore, would they? If everyone was forced to have the jab, where's the fun in that for the pro-vaxxers? So I think for a number of reasons, both pro and obviously anti-vax are anti-mandate. And you can see the people come together all over the world to do that. And um, as I was going on air today, an old radio phrase, I suppose, the reality, as I was about to speak into the microphone on my laptop in my living room today, there's no delusions of grandeur here. I looked at some more developments on this and I just need to get some more mainstream. Often there's there's alternative media and there's a spectrum of it and it, in the alternative media there's some far out there stuff and the far out there stuff people are often the first to go with the craziest of options and sometimes in today's crazy, crazy world that's the truth so what I'm saying is sometimes the crazier alternative media the stuff that I look at and go man that is what gives people that that is what the public think a conspiracy theorist is people that believe stuff like that whereas I'm here to say that there is very much a conspiracy 
and to point out the evidence of that using the mainstream's own news. And we've done so on, you know, the paedophilia, the Epstein, the links, and it always crosses in to other things. And um, that conspiracy is basically control. Uh, you know, uh, uh, that's really, I think the conspiracy goes deeper than that, but that's what I'm really here to get through to new listeners don't give governments new power and they are going to try it and they're going to lie in order to get it that's kind of what beyond the news is about i don't really like to go much down the rabbit hole much further than that i believe the rabbit hole exists but different people will tell you what's down there and you should make up your own mind for yourself but it's all about people coming together for freedom uh, and i very very much welcome anyone that's had the two jabs now listening to the show and it might be every week i say things which put the vax in a bad light and you know fair enough every week there are mainstream media that paints the vax in a, a good light but listening to my point of view may not make you feel good and i'm sorry about that but I do hope it would not, it, it would be part of your evidence and mainstream news that you hear upon beyond the news from the right to the left of the political spectrum from across the world. I hope that that may factor into your decision making process when you choose not to take the third. And I think there's probably a few of you, well I know there's a few of you now listening to this show that are in that position. So if this podcast makes you feel bad for stop thinking about it making you feel bad for the first two make you feel happy you're not on the third and also it's quite a morbid way of looking at it but there's been loads of heart attacks all over the place and um that's not you is it so you're probably all right There's my motivational speech for the day. <laughs> God. Don't ever have me answer the phone at the Samaritans. God, you think suicide rates are high now. And again, that's not me taking the mickey. See the difference between an offhand remark and a comedian. There's no malice there. It's just, hey, I'll take a, the mickey out of myself, but it probably involves the dodgy air of suicide. What I'm saying to people is, if you're easily offended, this show isn't for you. But if you're, if it's quite difficult for you to get offended, then this show is for you because I'm moderate. But if you just want someone absolutely reading the news word for word, go and look at the comments section on where you're finding this um, podcast and just open the articles for yourself and read yourself. And you don't have to listen to me drone on and doing jokes about how I shouldn't answer the phone for the Samaritans if that was the best motivational speech I could give somebody. But anyway, this guy's gone, and there's alternative news breaking that hasn't, or at least when I went to air, in inverted commas, that hasn't been out on mainstream news or alternative media that I know does their absolute research and I trust. So... But there's more breaking 
on this situation. So next one from the BBC. COVID lockdowns will not help Welsh NHS ex-health boss. This is the 22nd of October last year. Can't remember if I missed this, but pretty good one. Dr Roland Salmon, former director of communicable diseases for Public Health Wales, said he believes such rules were only at best marginally beneficial. So that kind of links in with the truckers because the whole vaccine sort of mandate thing. And again, that whole mandate thing is absolutely useless because we know it doesn't stop the transmission of the disease. I can't believe I'm sitting here in Britain with all our restrictions and mandates dropped. <laughs> I am not a fan of Boris Johnson. Anyone who's been able to listen to my podcast will know that. But when he does something right, I'm not going to let my complete and utter dislike, distrust and disdain. Uh, did I say disgust as well for the man? Stop me from saying with gritted teeth. Well done, Boris. <laughs> when it's right, it's right. And the Canadian truckers know that. But that was just another thing about how the whole lockdown is, you know, at best marginally beneficial. That was in October. We've seen the studies. If you haven't, then do check out the last couple of weeks of Beyond the News. It's on there somewhere. This is from The Mirror now. And the the internet's been very slow today. Again. Ah, sad one now. The Mirror. By Poppy Kennedy and Ryan Merrifield, 16th of February, so a couple of days ago this year, 2022. A crew, sorry, four people rushed to hospital after fitting and fainting episode at school. A crew from North East Ambulance Service was dispatched to Wyvern Academy in Branksome, Darlington on Tuesday with four patients then taken to hospital after suffering fits or faints. Well, my first thought on that is, and I could be wrong, uh, at school, it says four people, not four kids, and it says four patients, not four children. Did anyone else think that as I was reading that out? Now, let's see what the school is, because if it goes on to say it's a school for people with adults, then um, my first point is completely null and void. Four people have been taken to hospital after episodes of fitting and fainting were reported at one school. An ambulance crew was... Yeah, we've read that. So, A fifth patient who crews attended to at the scene did not require any treatment. The ambulance service has said it has not been confirmed what caused the episodes. Hmm... It is also unclear if any patients were pupils. Right, fair enough. There's the answer to my question then. So, I'm just trying to scroll down. Uh, I, I, it, the mirror's been a real pain with the scrolling, but I don't think really think it's necessary. I think we've got the idea, haven't we? I've got, got the answer to what I wanted. I'm going to continue to scroll for any comments. I don't I think the mirror might be one of these ones that don't do them anymore but we shall see uh, lots of adverts um, UK weather forecasters predict what time storm Eunice's record but do you know I'm sitting here 
I don't really. Yeah, it's it's pretty windy. But considering I've been reading all this stuff about storms in the United States for several years, I can't help but think, you know, no, no pun intended, but just storm in a teacup. And anyway, apologies to anyone who lost their lives last night. I'm sure as a result of those gusts, I'm certain there'll be someone somewhere. Anyway, yep, yeah, no comments on the mirror from what I can see. That's what I thought. So next one here is from the Daily Mail. And uh, check how far that. Natural immunity is, and the, it's in capital words there, is more powerful than vaccines. Another study hints antibodies in unjabbed COVID survivors are stronger over time than in people who've had two shots, but no infection study claims. Researchers follow more than 500 people either vaccinated or infected. The unjabbed infected group saw higher antibody strength after six months. Vaccines provided more antibodies originally, but levels dropped over time. So I think that pretty... I'd just like to add that this... I've watched loads of doctors say this was never a debate before COVID. Of course natural immunity is better than a vaccine-induced one. On everything. Pretty much from what they were saying. And they were amazed that it was even like a, a debate on this one. So anyway, I think that covers it all from the Daily Mail, doesn't it? You read more for yourself. Beyond the News Facebook page. Thousands take to the streets around Britain in can't-pay protest against soaring cost of living, hitting workers and their families. That's from the Mail Online, and it is 12th of February. Workers took to the streets to protest planned rises in the energy price cap and skyrocketing inflation. Protests in London, Manchester and Newcastle were supplemented by smaller demonstrations in towns. People called for the government to tax the rich in order to pay to alleviate the cost of living for regular people. Yeah, so it's not just the rising cost of living. It's the public are aware that the corporations are paying... Um, very minimal tax and people are aware that there's some real real mickey takes going on from some corporations and it's mainstream news admitted and then you see your politicians having dinner with these people and it's like it's right there in your face so it's not just the rising cost of living it's that others aren't paying their fair share so will britain become more like france in terms of standing up for their rights, I do hope so. Peacefully and lawfully, obviously. But um, there will be a certain amount of crossover. So put it this way, I doubt these people have to be conspiracy theorists. They're, they're not... Pro the conspiracy types protest the cause, knowing it causes stuff like this, but now you're starting to see protests of the symptoms. I wonder how long it is before those protests naturally blend into each other and by that I mean more people are starting to think wow I can see that this isn't just happening it's you know there's an agenda to it so that'll be interesting to see I think there and of course this article ties into it in uh, a way this is by GB News. Liam Halligan, should green subsidies be scrapped to cut household bills? Last week, after regulator Ofgem raised the energy price cap 54%. Um, and again, it's blatant in your face 
there's no reason why you know those those costs haven't gone up 54% it just is you know what our mates want to rip you off and we're going to give them the thumbs up ta da so cost of living is once again soaring convulsing politics just as it did 40 odd years ago of course i do believe that is we're talking winter of discontent type of eras aren't we my knowledge of british history domestic history well we'll see i could be wrong while the consumer price index prices are up five well that would be 82 so really it would be about 45 wouldn't it 40 well it does say 45 40 odd yeah that's that's 40 if i was if someone was doing a set how long do you want to do 40 odd and end up doing 45 i'd say fair enough isn't it Suggest prices of 5.4% up last year. The broader retail price index shows inflation at 7.5%. And for millions of well-off households spending a higher share of their income on food and fuel, inflation is surely well into double digits. So that ties into uh, things there. And here's another example of how you might be paying more. Uh, Mail Online, the smart meter overhaul that could lead to you being charged more for putting the kettle on, watching TV, or charging electric car at peak times. 10th of February of this year, energy suppliers will be allowed to charge change prices up to 48 times per day. <laughs> what, what was it they were saying earlier? We don't want things simple. We don't want the data simple. If you're trying to confuse people, make it complex. Change prices 48 times per day. <laughs> so, yeah, stick an episode of The Simpsons on. And uh, it'll probably go two different costs. Madness. Customers could be charged more for watching TV at peak hours. <laughs> hey, we figured out when they watch the most TV. Charge them more for it and then spend that money on advertising on the same TV, <laughs> telling them that we're not doing it <laughs> or telling them that it's that our competitors are doing it more. Uh, Offgem has said the change could save 1.6 billion overall. <laughs> the move has sparked concerns that energy bills could continue to rise. Oh. So they're only doing it for the profit. Oh, I am astounded. I thought they were doing it for the earth. Oh, dear. By Amelia Shovelin for thisismoney.co.uk. A smart meter overhaul will mean energy suppliers automatically receive updates on how much power households use every half an hour. Energy regulator Ofgem is set to gain legal powers in May that will allow energy suppliers to use the data to change prices as often as 48 times a day. <laughs> They've switched it off. Right, turn the price down. They've switched it on again. Up it goes! <laughs> for, for the word smart, see control. Smart meter, control meter. The move is claimed to be able to save households money and help the transition to renewable energy, but could lead to customers getting bigger bills for watching TV. <laughs> is this not what I said in the headline? Right. Spend the money on the TV version. Tell them that by paying more, we're saving them money. <laughs> 
I laugh because we deserve this. If we didn't deserve it, it wouldn't be happening. Um, and there are many peaceful and lawful ways to stop this. Yeah. Oh, I don't know when we dropped all the mandates when Boris came out. And when I say we, I mean people in Britain. Whether he dropped this one. So I honestly don't know. Um, but I thought I'd read this out anyway. And just in case it isn't, we need to have everyone. I'm all about everyone being equal. Doesn't matter what you want freedom. Doesn't matter what race, religion, colour, creed, sexual orientation, gender, whatever you are. Welcome to be on the news. And part of a big thing about freedom is equality. And it's not just about the equality of having the same rights as our politicians and corporations. But it's also about the equality for all, all working people. And uh, revoking vaccination as a condition of deployment across all health and social care. So this is a petition there. So, um, yeah. Uh, is there a risk of emergency care? I'm just sure. Anyway, I think, remember they went for the care homes first and got away with it. But the NHS, do you remember what I said? I caught, I think I remember saying something like in my early days, like they might try this on the care homes, but the NHS will dig their heels in with the unions. It went exactly as I predicted about a year ago, maybe longer than that. It was before the vaccines. Something about, uh, anyway, I don't know. But it went exactly as I said it would. But And the reason why is, because I know from living down in Eastbourne where there's a lot of them, uh, a lot of these there's a high turnover turnover of staff in these care homes and with situations like that they're not going to have unions and it's uh, often on private sector so you know they're not going to have that public sector unions that they can get into and all stuff like that um so there you go you you know the more unions you join join the more workers rights you got and there's a reason that they got away with the care home workers and not the nhs and we should now stand up for those that ha don't have the unions themselves and um if uh, this has already been revoked <laughs> then what a waste of five minutes that was but anyway the link will be in the, the all the comments where you find this other stuff right now then over the last well i suppose since the start of the new year really it's been on, well, everything. Give HIV the finger. And I'm always wary of something that's suddenly on everywhere I look. Because you know that's a big PR campaign behind that. Now, we've known about AIDS for the last, well, you know, just shy of 40 years. 40-odd on the minus end since you know early 80s something weird's happening mid 80s we know what's going on so why now 
why why do that now it just strikes me as strange and this is one of them prince harry says every single one of us has a duty to get an hiv test all right that's thursday the 10th of february the duke of blah i don't need to go into it more than that uh, he took part in a 30 minute video call with former rugby star and good friend gareth thomas part of national hiv testing week uh, the pair spoke about how normalizing hiv testing could yeah now there's a bit of a circular argument with what i'm about to say but what is the proportion of people around the world that have hiv and you know someone the circular argument to that would be well if everyone got tested we might find that number's a bit higher blah 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 but what i'm saying is i wasn't aware of it we have suddenly had that new variant coming out in the netherlands do you remember me saying that a few weeks ago and i said keep an eye on that isn't that a bit odd that it just struck me as odd and now this strikes me as odd as well so we had new variants coming out and then suddenly a big media campaign and now him get hiv testing so keep an eye on that i smell a rat and we shall i just not certain where the smell's coming from at the moment but something's not right there so if anyone ever asks me jim What's so bad with a cashless society? Here's a video that's coming out of Canada. I believe this is some someone official talking about the the Canada trucker protesters thing. And the source is CPAC, uh, I believe, from what the video says. So I'll see if I can see if there's any more names or anything like that. So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities as well as crypto wallets have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions and accounts have been frozen and more accounts will be frozen. Uh, crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. Uh, in terms of the specifics on whose accounts are being frozen, uh, you now have the regulations. The financial service providers have those regulations as well. And they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions. So, uh, yeah, did you, uh, did you hear all that? Let's see if I can... Uh, get some um, I believe well this is that that video is real and it, the sources from CPAC I can see that and I believe that is Deputy PM Christia Freeland saying that I might just pause the podcast now and look up to see if that's the picture on the video 
Uh, it said finance minister, but yeah, the part of the Trudeau government she was. Oh, and she was laughing. Uh, I don't know if you caught that at the beginning of the video. That was um, that was being a video shared off Facebook, you see. So that's why I wanted to just check things out, and it won't be able to be gotten on the Beyond the News thing for you to see to yourself either. But if you um, have a look at the name and see the video, you can go uh, duck duck go it, maybe Google it, see uh, see what comes up. So isn't that just uh, chilling? So I have more questions than answers from watching that video. Does that mean? Uh, does that mean that they're going to be taking a look at, an, you know, law enforcement-wise, having a look into the people that donated on the forums? Because that's uh, a lot of Canadians that you would have to then investigate. That's a lot of otherwise law-abiding citizens that you're going to, when you're making them a lot of your law-abiding, previously law-abiding citizens criminals in one stroke that's that's got to be the end of um an administration sooner or later one way or another hasn't it i hope it's peaceful but yeah um someone who i agree with on this sometimes i agree with what he says sometimes i don't i do like bill maher though i think he's his own guy and i really love he way he sticks up for free speech um and i think he is a very clever and good comedian He's got an article, uh, well, the, it's being reported about in the Daily Mail, 12th of February, by Alicia Guzman. Bill Maher says freedom convoy truckers have a right to be pissed off at elitists who sit at home in their lullomons before comparing Canadian PM Justin Trudeau to Hitler for questioning if the unvaccinated should be tolerated. <laughs> It really is. You should listen to Trudeau's speeches as well and the interviews where he says he loves Commonwealth. This is a seriously, like, control freak guy It comes across. Well, he says some... Well, you know, uh, these people have... These peaceful protesters have unacceptable beliefs. I admire communist China because they're a dictatorship. I mean, he doesn't really uh, hide his views. Um, he just is, but I think he isn't he something to do with the Liberal Party, Justin Trudeau. I could be wrong. I I, I don't even know the names of the Canadian parties. I'll, I'll be honest with you. But yeah, um, HBO real time host Bill Maher, sixty six, said the Freedom Convoy protesters have a right. To, yeah, we read that bit. Uh, they always repeat the headline, don't they? And then I repeat them. Trudeau said in September, they don't believe in science. They're often misogynistic, often racist. They take up space. Do we tolerate these people? <laughs> uh, Bill Maher slammed Justin Trudeau for his controversial comments toward the tolerance of the unvaccinated and compared the PM to Hitler. Where's the unacceptable beliefs thing? Um, I want to see what if Maher talked about that. Uh... No, I'm just scanning down there. Uh, it's not very good uh, radio, this. But anyway, Bill Maher slammed him. And um, he wasn't 
that into the first couple of weeks of the Canadian protest and question why the truckers were the ones protesting when 90% of them are vaccinated. What's happening this week, it looks like, is people are understanding this is about something more than just the vaccine mandate, he said during the show on Friday. It's becoming a big thing. It's happening all over the world now. They're thinking it might happen here in Washington on Super Bowl Sunday. Mayor also brought up the elitist culture. who said they're staying home. Anyway, so he's saying they're getting pissed off and... Um, I agree with them. Um, now is a very dangerous time to look out for new people who say, yeah, I'm really into the new freedom movement. Let's go bomb something. Uh, so look for the establishment to try and go, hey, th there's a real genuine populist movement of peaceful protesters taking off and they're really getting together and everyone's forming together. We need to um, false flag it with a terrorist attack and then call them all extremist terrorists, domestic extremists. So now is a very dangerous time when, was it the Tower of Babel? I can't remember where basically all humans started to come together and work together. And there was some force that said, can't have that. <laughs> and um, so in modern times, when we all start coming together for under a, a common cause for freedom, those that wish to take the freedom away may do some very naughty things and then lie about it. So we shall see there. Uh, let's go have a look down. I'm, I'm now going to scroll all the way down. Thank goodness for my new mouse. Oh, regular listeners will know what a joy this is. I can just scroll down in seconds rather than five minutes. I'm just trying to find always the adverts now. I'm just trying to find down to the comments. I want to see what the Daily Mail people make of the whole trucker situation thing. But it just seems to be endless adverts. The Daily Mail does usually have comments. Is it me? Did I press the wrong button? Did my mouse work too effectively? Did it skip the comment section immediately? Am I too used to the old mouse? Have I taken the new one for granted? Did I miss this? I did! Oh, thank you, new mouse. It was too efficient. I told you it was good. Right, let's have a look at the best rated, shall we? Two, one, eight, eight up, 32 down. That's the drum well. The funny thing is, Mayor is a old school liberal. That tells you just how far left the Liberal Party and Democrats have moved. They are borderline straight up socialists at this point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So second best comment. Bill, you've had an awakening. So refreshing. 1507 up, 27 down. Let's have a look at the show more. There are other comments on that and whatnot, but I'm just going to go for it. Behold, the lone liberal voice of the rational principal person who's not intimidated by the far left council mob. 125111. Yeah, I would. I'd kind of agree with all of those comments. I suppose I, that's what I was saying in my intro. Mars is his own man. I respect him for it. Sometimes agree with him, sometimes don't. There is a video here 
Should I? I don't know if I should. No, I won't play it for copyright. You can go and see the video for yourself because I'll have the article up there for, for the Daily Mail. So next up is. I do believe this could potentially be breaking news. It is from the Express, though. Not exactly great on their snow forecast. Have you noticed that the Express horrendous winter coming this winter? And there isn't nine times out of ten. And when it's that one in ten, it's, yes, we got it right. <laughs> right, so this is February the 18th. Today, 2022, thousands of Britons facing internet blackout as Musk's satellites in critical state. That, that was me doing a cutout noise. But of course, my Beyond the News listeners are too intelligent to realise if there was a cutout, it wouldn't be recorded, would it? You wouldn't. If there was a blackout, there wouldn't be a recording of the blackout. It's like finding a coin with BC written on it. It could not happen. The warning was issued at 6.56am by Fingerpick Internet Alert. They reported Thatcher a critical internet outage was ongoing for Starlink in England. The issue is said to have started at 12.50am with London Impact. They reported Thatcher a critical... Just check the date. Thatcher, it's not with a capital T. <laughs> I'm assuming it's nothing to do with Margaret, who's been dead for long years. And that's why I thought, I'll just double check that date. Was Elon Musk around in the times of Thatcher? Who knows? Let, let, let's just scroll up and check the date. And it is. But anyway, this is by Callum Hoare. Um, yes, I, I have liked his articles in the past. So anyway, thousands of Britons facing internet blackout. Yeah, critical warning has been issued in London. So there you go. I better hurry up then, bet I, and upload this show. US offers Trudeau government helped when border blockade. White House says Homeland Security Chief urged Ottawa to use its powers to quash the blockade February the 10th. So there you go, he's joining in Trudeau in uh, quashing the peaceful protesters. How very left-wing of him with his Democrat party there. Um, if someone says to me, Jim, do you think the world's going to end in 10 years, or eight years now? <laughs> do you think the world's going to end in eight years? No. And if so, do you think it's going to be hit caused by the moon? No. So why are you reading this article out then? Because sometimes I like to read out weird stuff like this. So this is by MSN. Why the moon could cause the end of the world by 2030. And it was written a few days ago. Is that it? That's it. It's all, it's all, it's all bloody adverts. Where's the article? Is this some? It's MSN. Is it some sort of? Oh, it's a video. Well, I won't play the video. You go and go and tell what it is. I thought we were going to come down. It was just going to be. Oh, let's go and see how the world's going to end. Let's go and listen to the next crazy theory. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's just adverts after that. I thought I'd been clickbaited for a second there. Alright then, what I think I'll do to end the show this week is play a excerpt of a forum held by a Senator Ron 
Johnson recently about vaccines and it's got lots of different doctors on it and I will be there to say the names of the doctors so you can enjoy it to its most in audio format for you. This is Dr. Pierre Corey. These are crimes. You know what's going on in this country right now? Is that the CDC has been captured by the pharmaceutical industry. This is what we get when I investigate. Senator Ron Johnson holding we up thought blank pages. We thought vaccines would return us to work. No, the wounds of vaccine, vaccine divisiveness will take years to heal. Dr. The David Wiseman. are not what we think they are. They meet FDA's definition of gene therapeutics. They could need 15-year studies for cancer, autoimmune, and other concerns. I am seeing an uptick in cancers. I'm seeing these odd, stable cancers take off like wildfires after the vaccines. We should have tested Dr. these Ryan for cancer-causing potential before we started giving them to our kids. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. I've had sure. patients that haven't been bathed, haven't been fed, haven't been given water, haven't been turned. And if you ask me, this isn't a hospital, this is a concentration camp. That's right. Another thing that patients in the hospitals and their families were denied was the basic human good of burying the dead. May isolate you like a prisoner, give you remdesivir and dexamethasone, and then you die. There was loads there, I just thought I'm talking over the reunion port and stuff. This is the... Uh... For, for this warning video says, FDA cautions against the use of hydroxychloroquine in outpatients outside of the hospital setting. But then, in the justification, it says, we base this on information to treat hospitalized patients. Hospital disease, as we'll hear, and as we know from two years of dealing with COVID, is a completely different illness treated with different drugs, different medications in the hospital. Outpatient disease is flu-like. Hospital disease is a florid pneumonia. <clears throat> and so the fact that the FDA would base recommendations and warnings on hospital disease, which is a totally different disease than outpatient disease, is a fraud. This website is still there today and constitutes a, an outright fraud, okay? This basically scared everyone across the country against using this on the basis of this fraudulent website. I'm really tired, I'm really tired of watching the US health system's failed response to this pandemic. I cannot list, and I do not have the time today to talk about the innumerable, innumerable failed policy responses. Things like, if you guys remember, not testing the vaccinated, things like not recommending vitamin D, not checking vitamin D levels. I mean, things that are so, so fundamental, basic about science and medicine and that they've been avoided. And I have to say, I'm gonna call it out and I'm known for this. I call it like I see it. I'm calling attention to the corruption. If you look at these innumerable failed policies, there's only one way to understand them. They are literally written by pharmaceutical companies. Almost every single policy serves the interest of a pharmaceutical company. However, if you look outside the United States and look around the world, there have been numerous successes. 
As one of the world experts on ivermectin, let me just talk about some programs which used ivermectin. My colleagues here, as Dr. Rich just pointed out, there are a number of compounds that we've identified that are effective in early treatment. Almost all of them are repurposed or generic. United States health agency structures and policies created over the last 50 years have tightly intertwined the pharmaceutical industry with public health institutions resulting in repeated policies placing pharmaceutical industry interests ahead of, of the welfare of U.S. citizens. As a scientist, it's quite baffling to me that we have an avalanche of data showing that it's the spike protein that causes the del deleterious effects of COVID. All right? Okie dokie, so, that is where I will leave that. So, very interesting conference. I will play more of it at some point. Go and listen to it for yourself. I'm going to put the links in all the comments on all the platforms and except Facebook because that's from Bandot video. I think it will be flagged up. They'll take the whole thing down. That's just the way it is. Um, could I, am I being paranoid? Probably not. I don't know. I doubt it. I don't think you're allowed. I don't know. Anyway, why bother? So it will be on other platforms that I do. So it will be on Gab and Parler and on Spotify in the comments on there. So thank you very much for listening at Beyond the News Telegram. Cheers.